Welcome back again to Your Daily Bible Podcast. We're going to continue in the book of John today. Uh, In John chapter 5, verse 16, we're going to look at verse 16 through 47. Now, our story today begins right on the heels of yesterday's story, where Jesus has healed a paralyzed man on the Sabbath day at the pool called Bethesda. And the Pharisees have asked this uh, man who's just been healed, who gave you permission to carry your mat on the Sabbath day? And he explained to them, well, the guy who healed me um, said to pick up my mat and walk. And this infuriates the Pharisees because they believe that healing on the Sabbath was certainly breaking God's rules. So we pick that up in verse 16. So, because Jesus was doing these things on the Sabbath, the Jewish leaders began to persecute him. In his defense, Jesus said to them, My father is always at his work on this very day, and I too am working. For this reason, they tried all the more to kill him. Not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal to God. Verse 19, Jesus gave them this answer. Very truly, I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his father doing, because whatever the father is doing, the son also does. For the father loves the son and shows him all he does. Yes, he will show him even greater works than these, so that you will be amazed. For just as the father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the son gives life to whom he pleased to give it. Moreover, the father judges no one, but has entrusted all judgment to the Son, that all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Very truly I tell you, whoever hears my words and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but has crossed over from death to life. Very truly, I tell you, a time is coming and has now come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son also to have life in himself. And he has given him authority to judge because he is the Son of Man. Now, I want you to understand that what Jesus has just laid out for us here is truly groundbreaking. And the people who heard it that day would have fully understood what Jesus was saying. Jesus very clearly has just declared himself to the Pharisees to be the Messiah, the one whom they were waiting for. The Son of Man is the most common term used for the Messiah. And he just gave himself that name. Now, it's not the first time he said this. All through the gospel, Jesus was very clear about who he was. In this text, though, he's so clear about his relationship to the Father and his responsibility as the Savior and as the judge. He lays out for them that their faith in God is not enough, that it's faith through him that's going to lead to eternal life and that the Father has given the Son all authority. Now, you have to imagine the original audience listening to this and and what they would have been thinking as this man in the flesh is standing before them declaring 
that he is the Son of God and that through him only will salvation be granted and that he is the one that judges our sin. And the little throw-in Jesus gave them that the Father works on the Sabbath too. Okay, so verse 28. Do not be amazed at this, for a time is coming when all who are in their graves will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done what is good will rise to live, and those who have done what is evil will rise to be condemned. By myself, I can do nothing. I judge only as I hear, and my judgment is just. For I seek not to please myself, but him who sent me. If I testify about myself, my testimony is not true. There is another who testifies in my favor, and I know that his testimony about me is true. You have sent to John, and he has testified to the truth. Not that I accept human testimony, but I mention it that you may be saved. John was a lamp that burned and gave light, and you chose for a time to enjoy his light. But I have testimony weightier than that of John. For the works that the Father has given me to finish, the very works that I am doing testify that the Father has sent me. And the Father who sent me has himself testified concerning me. You have never heard his voice nor seen his form, nor does his word dwell in you, for you do not believe the one he sent. Now, I just want to jump in here real quick and, and, and go through Jesus' argument here. Jesus says, you don't believe anything that I'm saying. And if I were the only person testifying that I'm telling the truth, you would have reason to not believe me. But uh, John the Baptist, he testified. Now, Jesus adds, I don't really accept human testimony, so I'll give you an, a, a better one. He says, the Father himself is testifying about the reality that I am who I say I am. And he's testifying of that by doing miracles through me. The Father's power is on display in my life, and that is a validation that I, Jesus, am who I say I am. He then tells the Jews that are listening that you all have not heard his voice, that his word is not in you because you have not accepted me, the one he sent, and I am the only way that the word and the life can dwell in you. Verse 39, you study the scripture diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. See, this is huge. Think about the audience. Think about their, their care and their love for the scripture. And he's telling them, you're reading the Bible, the scripture. It's about me, but you won't receive me. Therefore, you don't have life. Life doesn't come through the words on the page. It comes through me, the person that the pages are all about. Verse 41, I do not accept glory from human beings, but I know you. I know that you do not have the love of God in your hearts. I have come in my Father's name, and you do not accept me. But if someone else comes in his own name, you accept him. How can you believe since you accept glory from one another, but do not seek the glory that comes from the only God? But do not think I will accuse you before the Father. Your accuser is Moses 
on whom your hopes are set. If you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote about me. But since you do not believe what he wrote, how are you going to believe what I say? So Jesus says, you're reading scripture, you're studying scripture, you're reading the law of Moses, and it's all about me, and here I am standing in front of you, and you won't accept me. You won't believe me. So because of that, you stand condemned. Not condemned because of your interpretation of the law. Condemned because faith in Jesus Christ is the only way to salvation. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And there's no other path and no other way to eternal life and to the Father except through Him. Now, as you can probably guess, that this teaching was not um, accepted very well in that day. But we'll pick that up and look at that again tomorrow. For today, let's pray. Jesus, I am so thankful that you have provided us the way to eternal life. You haven't kept it hidden. You weren't vague. You didn't um, speak in rhymes or riddles. In these areas, you were very clear that you and faith in you leads us to life with the Father and life with you eternally. For that, we are so thankful, God, that you've showed us the way and that you actually made this way possible for us. You sacrificed your life. You served us. You cared for us so that we could know you, so that we could know the Father. And so today, we thank you and praise you in your perfect name. Amen.